Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily live show from 8.30 to 9am to help small businesses. If you have any questions, please do ask them in the comments of the live feed. And if you need any more advice, please do join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where there are accountants and business experts on hand 24-7. Now, during today's live session, we will be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I will reveal the results at the end of the show. A reminder that on the 3rd of March, you can attend the Intuit QuickBooks uh, virtual event, which is called QuickBooks Connect. The virtual event brings uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and accountants together to grow, learn, and connect with each other. Now, I went to my first QuickBooks Connect when they were obviously in person uh, about three, four years ago. And honestly, my mind was blown. It's not just um, about the software, but you get such great advice from experts in all all fields, um, business experts. So please do go ahead and join. And I will actually be giving a talk myself um, on the third as well. So please do come and join us. So a little bit about myself. For those of you who haven't um, seen one of my shows before, my name is Ariona. I am the Managing Director of Majors Accounts, which is a small family-run practice based in Southeast London. I am a Chartered Certified Accountant with the ACCA, and um, I also have Masters in Law, uh, in specializing in international banking, and also in accounting and finance, and I've recently graduated from the University of Oxford with a postgraduate diploma in strategic finance. Uh, I'm also a member of the QuickBooks Accountants Council and a member of ACCA's Practitioner Network Panel and the SME uh, Global Forum member for the ACCA as well. Now, I've been working in practice since the age of 13, so we're going back a while. Um, and I've been working and studying at the same time, which I think has really helped to really put that theory into practice and find out how we can make a difference to businesses with you know, what we're learning and um, really put it into practice. So whether that's how a business functions, its pain points, its goals, what they are for the future, whether it's to become more profitable, whether it is to grow, whatever it may be. Um, so Majors Accounts, as I mentioned, small family-run practice based in southeast London. We've been um, going since 2006, and we cater for mostly small businesses and uh, self-employed individuals in a range of different fields and different sectors and industries, some being um, mainly construction, where we're focusing on those, um, the whole hospitality sector, so bars, restaurants, um, hairdressers, IT, nurseries, pubs, um, kind of pretty much every field I feel that we've had experience with. Now, I became managing director, although I've been working here since forever. Um, I became managing director in 2019 and I implemented a and spearheaded a digitalization strategy within the firm with the idea of becoming a paperless office. Um, proud to say that we are now. You may see bits of paper here and there, but not like it, it used to be. Um, proud to say that we are a QuickBooks online only practice. And uh, so we feel that we've become somewhat experts in this space. So now everything can be done online using an array of different apps that all feed into QuickBooks online. Um, and it's an elevated experience for our staff because they're using the cutting edge technology, but also it's helping us to provide a lot more information to our clients than we were able to do previously. So now clients don't need to come to the office. So we're fully digital, which has been 
super convenient during the pandemic. We were lucky enough to not have any issues with not being able to, to trade. We continued, you know, after the first lockdown, everyone was working from home as usual. All systems were set up um, working really well. And it allows us, obviously, not just the time saving for clients as well, but it allows us to, to have that, um, the, the national and soon to be global reach. Um, so we've got clients from Ireland all the way down to the Isle of Wight. They're all over the place. Um, and we feel that this digitalization process has really helped to bring that client-accountant relationship a lot closer. Um, I don't think we have that typical relationship with our clients, maybe because we are also family-run, so we like to treat each other as much as we can like family um, to help build a better rapport. Um, over the years, we've found that this works really well and hence how we've grown organically to roughly coming up to 2,000 or so clients. Um, so again, you know, to provide that more personalized service and bring us closer and become the virtual finance director for our clients, but without the extra fees on top that come with that, with that title. So in this time, our efforts haven't gone unnoticed. Um, Majors accounts have been nominated for two years in a row by the British Accountancy Awards for uh, Firm of the Year, Greater London. I myself have been nominated for a few awards, so for Top 50 Women in Accounting, and I was shortlisted for three awards by the Women in Accounting and Finance 2020, earlier this year, uh, earlier last year, sorry. Now, I think something that obviously everyone is thinking, covid the world has changed. We've got to a point now, you know, we had some hope of every month we said, you know, maybe next month, maybe we've got to a point we're coming up to a year now. So we've accepted the fact of, of what's been happening. And so many businesses have really been hurt massively by what's, what's been happening. But obviously this week we have had some good news with the vaccine rollout. So hopefully there is an end in sight. Um, so we need to make sure that our businesses um, are ready for, you know, going back to normal, whenever that may be, hopefully it's not too far now, but making sure that everything is in place to be able to go back. But at the same time as um, coming out of COVID, hopefully, um, there are other um, things going on, like such as Brexit and a few changes that HMRC are implementing, which so many business owners may not know a lot about, but they really need to just because this will affect businesses massively. Obviously, one of the main ones, Brexit. So for anyone selling goods abroad, it's really relevant to, to understand that following the end of the Brexit transition period, the new rules regarding tax and duty um, apply to goods sent to the UK from the EU. So these changes are to ensure that goods from the EU and non-EU countries are treated in the same way and that UK businesses are not disadvantaged by competition from VAT-free imports. So for goods sold directly to customers in the UK from overseas with a value of £135 or less, um, at uh, the point at which VAT collected has moved from the point of importation to the point of sale. And online marketplaces that are involved in facilitating the sale are responsible for collecting and accounting for the VAT. So business-to-business -business sales not exceeding um, £135 in value will be subject to the new VAT rules, but VAT can be accounted for by the reverse charge process. And in addition, from the 1st of January, so a month ago, low value consignment relief, uh, which wasn't 
which was an import uh, VAT exemption for goods valued at £15 or less, has now been removed. And normal VAT and customs rules on consignment valued at more than £135 will apply on the import of goods into Great Britain from outside the UK or into Northern Ireland from outside the UK and the EU. There are different rules um, if you sell goods to Northern Ireland from the EU or move goods between Northern Ireland and the EU. So please, if, if that does affect you, please do go ahead and find out how that will affect you. Now, something else which a lot of my clients have been receiving letters um, about is uh, the, so the ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office. Many of you may have received these. So um, the, independent, the Information Commissioner's Office is an independent regulatory office in charge of upholding information rights in the interests of the public. So under um, the Data Protection Act 2018, all organizations that process personal information must register with the ICO. So by law, every organization or sole trader who processes personal information needs to pay data a data protection fee to the ICO unless they benefit from a very limited um, exemption. It's not too expensive. Um, the, the cost of the data protection fee depends on the size of the turnover of the business or organization. So there are three tiers um, of fee ranging from £40 to 2,900. This is for the year. But most businesses, the vast majority, um, fit under the 40 or 60 pounds. So if you haven't, if you are handling client data, please do make sure you go to their website and check whether that, you know, affects you and whether you should be signed up. If you don't, the fines could be huge. Um, so it's well worth just having a look into that. Now, something to come into effect on the 1st of March is the VAT reverse charge. So uh, there will be new VAT rules for building contractors and subcontractors. Uh, the new rules were originally expected to commence on the 1st of October 2019, but there was an initial 12-month delay because nobody knew, you know, what this meant and people felt they didn't have enough time to put everything into practice and the start date was then delayed for a further months and further five months until the first of march due to the impact of, of covid so the new rules will make the supply of most construction services between construction or building businesses subject to the domestic reverse charge the reverse charge will only apply to supplies of specific construction services uh, to other businesses in the construction sector. So this means that from the 1st of March, subcontractors will no longer add VAT to their supplies to most building customers. Instead, contractors will be obliged to pay the deemed output uh, VAT on behalf of their registered subcontractor suppliers, and this is known as a domestic reverse charge. However, there is no loss of cash flow to contractors um, as the deemed output VAT can be deducted as input VAT subject to any existing restrictions. Um, in this way, the two entries on the VAT returns end up cancelling each other out. So HMRC's guidelines states, uh, guidance states that invoices issued for specific supplies that become liable to the reverse charge, uh, the VAT treatment for invoices with a tax point of before the 1st of March are treated with the same rules as they are now. Anything from the 1st of March, so on or after, is with the new reverse charge. So what do you need to do to make sure that you're ready? Your checklist. So make sure you and your staff understand the new uh, domestic charge. Make sure your accounting software has been updated to deal with the domestic reverse charge. And consider the impact of cash flow. So for subcontractors, there will be a short-term cash flow because usually you would have got the VAT and paid it, say, three months later. So you would have had some, some time to really um, kind of use 
that money in the day-to-day running of the business before it had to be paid over to HMRC. You won't receive that anymore. So something to think about. And also speak to your CIS customers and suppliers and let them know about the domestic charge and make sure you know they understand the changes. Now, there are exemptions. So the reverse charge doesn't apply to supplies of VAT exempt um, building and construction services, so things like new builds. Um, and supplies that are not covered by CIS unless they're linked um, to such a supply are also exempt. And also supplies for... Um, sorry, supplies for staff or workers also doesn't apply to this. And if they're a non-VAT registered customer, obviously they don't apply either. End users, so VAT registered customers who do not intend to make further ongoing supplies. Uh, Intermediary suppliers who are connected, for example, a landlord and his tenant or two companies in the same group and also overseas customers. The last thing that I will talk about for customers who are having trouble with, you know, making sure their tax is paid up to date, HMRC are being slightly lenient on this. So for self-assessment, for example, or any other kind of tax, there is a time to pay. You need to go on HMRC's website and you can set up the direct debit yourself. As long as the tax outstanding is not more than 30000 um, you can set it up and spread your tax over 12 months. Now, there will be interest until the amount you know, is paid in full, but at least you have a little bit of time and relief so you don't feel that you've got so much to pay and you just can't do it. But you need to make sure that you set this up as soon as possible uh, by going on HMRC's website and creating a Gov account if you don't have one already. So um, I'm going to start taking questions now. I see they're coming in. We have a question from Zane from Twitter who said, I, who says, I decided to handle my accounts for my business myself. What time effective tips would you give to minimize the risk for error in my work? Uh, I'd say get an accountant <laughs> is the best way. Um, I know that it depends on what kind of accounts you're talking about. Because I know that some people are able to do, for example, self-assessments themselves um, by going on the HMRC website. It does direct you to your step-by-step process, but obviously that doesn't give you all the rules that could you could be um, taking advantage of. And that's where an accountant will come in. Um, for company accounts, I've I wouldn't suggest, unless you're an accountant yourself, I would not suggest that um, you take those on yourself. You don't actually, a lot of people don't understand the importance of an accountant and how much um, an accountant can save. I've had clients that have come to me that have said, you know, I've been doing the accounts myself all these years, um, but I'm getting to a point now where I want to focus more on the business rather than the admin side. So can you take over? And when speaking to them, We've seen that they have missed out on thousands and thousands of pounds of tax savings, which they're not aware of because, you know, the the straightforward forms will not tell you these things. So it worked out that actually if they'd have had an accountant and paid an accountant, the amount of money that they would have in their pocket is a lot more than um, they, they had up until that point. So definitely that that would be my number one thing. Obviously, um, things like software to help you with record keeping, QuickBooks Online is fantastic for that but that give that makes sure that your your data is in order but it doesn't give you um the kind of rules that you can apply to help with tax savings uh we have a question from ashton from facebook messenger who says morning ariana i am a supplier of lighting and air conditioning i'm unsure whether the vat reverse charge for construction supplies apply to me will it apply to me so unless um you're registered for cis and if you're supplying lighting and air conditioning that's more of a service you're not really um 
kind of providing uh, a construction or building kind of, of service. So I would say that wouldn't really affect you. If you have been running CIS, um, then yes, that will affect you. But based on what you're saying, I don't think that will. If you have an accountant, just double check with them. Um, uh, we have a question from Hella from Instagram who says, Hi, Ariana, what is the quickest and easiest way to appeal your late filing penalty? Uh, so for if you haven't, if it's for this year, so for the 1920 tax return that was due to be submitted on the 31st of January, there are no late filing penalties if you haven't submitted by that date, but you must make sure you submit by the end of February. Um, if you haven't submitted by the end of February, then you will get a late filing penalty. And in, if you want to, appeal it then um, you have to write into HMRC confirming the reasons why uh, you are unable to submit on time um, and it'll be up to them obviously if they decide that if they think that your reason is plausible or not but if it's for previous years I'm guessing your your penalty should be pretty high right now so you should be dealing with it as soon as possible but again it's by writing into them. It is taking a bit of time because the post that goes into them has to be scanned before it goes to the right department. So if you're not getting anything back straight away, just bear with them because they are going through a lot um, a lot of posts and a lot of things right now. Um, but just as a reminder, if it is for the 1920 tax return, don't worry, you don't have one yet unless you, know, you don't fill your tax or file your tax return by the end of February. We have a question from Stannis from Twitter who says, what rate VAT rates does the VAT reverse charge apply for? Will it apply to zero rated supplies? So zero rated supplies, no, but any other VAT um, percentage, yes. So you'd still apply the same VAT percentage. If there is VAT to pay, then the reverse charge applies. If it's zero rated or there is no VAT, then it doesn't apply um, to, to those kind of invoices because there is no VAT to be paid in the first place. Um, we have a question from Gia from Facebook who says, good morning, my company is on the compulsory strike-off path. Does the month-long pause affect me as well? I have not received any notices from Companies House after the first gazette. So, yeah, there are um, they have paused things. Um, again, they did at the beginning of the year as well to allow um, businesses, you know, give them that extra time for those who are about to close or, you know, who might be going into liquidation because of what's happened. If you haven't received anything, I'd say don't worry about it. There is a process. Um, you may well be caught out by the month-long pause, um, but things will, will go, you know, will go transpire themselves. So if there are going to be any issues, you will be informed. If not, it's just a process that happens in itself and you've just got to wait for it, unfortunately, until... Um, you get notification that it has officially been closed. We have a question from Shawcat from Facebook who says, how did the past year affect your business and what changes did you make? Oh, gosh. Um, us, like many other businesses, I think a lot of people forget that accountants are, you know, run businesses too. And we've been trying for the past year to really focus on supporting our clients but obviously we had our challenges as well um, we were lucky that we were going through a digitalization process for 
you know, a few, two, three years before coronavirus hit. So we were kind of getting prepared without knowing. So, um, but we were lucky that on, you know, the first lockdown, we had laptops, which we were able to hand out to all of our staff and everyone started working from home um, the next day. So technically, you know, we had no periods of time where we stopped working. So that that was really lucky. But we had a huge extra workload that we had to deal with, mainly with furlough, which I think all accountants can't wait for that to be removed because there is a lot of work that goes into it. It's not as simple as a quick five-minute application. You know, it's analyzing clients' timesheets, trying to figure out, especially when it's flexible furlough, trying to figure out what usual hours are, how many hours they've worked, 80% of that. Some clients have left. Some have said, no, I want, you know, it, it's, so, sorry, some employees have left. So trying to figure all of that, it's a it's been super complex. And um, I think when we first started, it was difficult to try and get our head around how the process was going to work, even with the applications and getting that information to clients. So that extra workload, I mean, we've had three staff um, have been taken off what they usually do to be working on furlough full time. And you know, this is something that, that we've had to do to in, in order to help our businesses as much as we can to keep them keep them going and also with their employees to ensure that, you know, they have some income and they're able to, to live. Um, so that's been really difficult. I think also with the, um, the information that's been coming out on a daily basis, changes in law, you know, we're going to apply this change and then HMRC going back and saying, actually, no, we've decided not to put this into effect. So it's been difficult with learning everything and then having to say to our clients, you know, explain it to them in, in human terms, shall I say, um, not in the legal terms, and then say, oh, sorry, no, everything that we told you, scrap that because it's not going to happen. So that's been difficult, uh, making sure that we've been in communication with our clients regularly. But I think that's something that improved over time. Uh, one thing that really helped with us is that we've had an app um, for quite a few years, but it has been a godsend um, during this time because we've been able to really communicate all of these things to our clients without having to communicate to each one individually. And then all we had to deal with were um, queries that, that came in after the information was kind of handed out to everybody. Um, obviously, one of the long-term effects um, from this, which we're really happy about and which we're going to keep going forward, is um, the flexible working. So traditionally, we always worked in the office full-time. All of our staff traveled here. Um, now, we don't need to. So we are going to be, um, from now on, having um, our staff working a, a mixture from home and um, or from uh or from the office. So they've they've really enjoyed that. We found that they've been a lot more productive um, because they have that flexibility and going forward, say for example, they need to go to the doctors, um, there won't be an issue of taking a whole day off. It'll be just a case of saying, guys, I'll be away from my computer for a couple of hours, I'll log in later. So that's been um, a welcome change, shall we say, uh, due to as a result of, of this. Uh, now I'm just going to check if we have any other questions that have come in. Um, so I think I can take a couple more questions, uh, from Mumtaz from Facebook Messenger, who says, hi, Ariana, can you share some tips on how to account for seasonal fluctuations and trends 
when working um, on our cash flow forecast. I run an e-commerce business and quarter four has been our best quarter in terms of sales for the last two years. Um, in terms of cash flow forecast, are you able, I would say, to look at um, ways of how you're ordering? If you're able to spread out the ordering so you don't have a lot of cash coming out, um, you know, in one particular month, if you're able to maybe build up some stock, but then you have to also consider holding costs and weigh up the difference on how, you know, how this will affect you going forward. Will you have to be paying a lot for that? Is it worth it or not? Um, there are quite a few a, di a few different ways, um, which I'm not sure I have time now uh, to go through. I think I have time just for, but I would say definitely speak to your accountant for that because they will give so many more um, suggestions depending on your, your business. I have one last question, unfortunately, from Hannah from Instagram, who says, good morning, Ariona. I have a question regarding creditors and payments. I recently fell behind um, my payments because of the pandemic and lockdown. Understandable, as with so many other businesses. Do you have any recommendations for those trying to get back on track after missed payments? So um, a lot of my clients have had the same thing. If you're able to speak to your creditors, see whether there is um, a way of you know paying slowly set up payment plans so they know that you are dedicated to try and pay these but to give you some time some relief for you to get back on track some people have managed to agree terms such as um i'll pay you say for example you know they've had a few months extra of not paying anything but they'll pay everything up front maybe it may even be worth if you're able to do that to say that you're you're willing to pay some interest um as a way of enticing your creditors to give you some extra time to pay um, so there are a few ways, but I think the main thing is just speaking speaking to them. There are obviously loans um, that the government has provided and things like that to help you pay these off. But you, you just have to consider what the interest rate is for them and how soon are you going to be able to to pay these. But there are that's something definitely to look into. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in this morning. If you have any other questions, then please do get in touch with me directly um, through our website. We have a chat feature there. I'm usually on there all the time. So please feel free uh, to contact me through there. We're also on all social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And on our website, on the news section, we do um, have information that is added regularly as an as it is released and also we have an app which you can download via the links on our website um, which will give you a lot of information um, again to your mobile directly as information comes out now coming up on ask the expert tomorrow is a business strategist and all-round all disruptor ketan mcquana who is the ceo of enterprise lab so tune in to learn how to learn how to learn how to develop a strong sales process and build a new client portfolio. Don't forget, do join the official QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook where there are accountants and business experts on hand 24 seven. Uh, and also don't forget to register for the QuickBooks Connect. Um, you can find a link in the comments below. I've really enjoyed answering your questions today. I hope they have helped um, and I hope you have a great morning and a great rest of the day.